Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 147, entitled, What Does It Mean to Fail? It was published on Thursday, the 26th of September, 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I'll be joined a little bit later by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com because we have fortnightly discussion episodes. That's David and I chatting through a subject. That's what you've got today. And then the alternate weeks, we have a an interview episode, or at least we try to stick to that. So we're going to be talking about what does it mean to fail, but I'll, I'll come to that a little bit later. Before we begin, just a few bits of housekeeping. If you wouldn't mind heading over to wpbuilds.com and looking at the links at the top, the first link is the subscribe link. And if you click on that, please join any of the methods that we use to keep in touch with our community. Be most grateful. The first couple at the top are a set of email lists that you can subscribe to. One gives you updates about this, the podcast, and the news that we release on a Monday. The other one gives you updates to WordPress deals as soon as we hear about them. And then there's links to things like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. So you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player. And then we've got a very thriving Facebook group 2.2 thousand members all very friendly and there's things like our youtube channel and twitter feed and so on and so forth so please go into that wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe or what about this one wpbuilds.com forward slash deals i keep saying it's a bit like black friday but every day of the week there's a whole ton of wordpress plugins and themes with coupon codes just for our community so if you're in the market for something this week go and check that out and also wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to put your product or service in front of a WordPress-specific audience. A bit like these guys have done. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? Well, the Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive and lightning-fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. It was also sponsored by WP Feedback. Are client communications eating up all of your time? If so, check out WP Feedback, a visual feedback tool for WordPress that is specifically designed to get you and your clients onto the same page. Check it out at wpfeedback.co. And Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud-based hosting platform for WordPress. Unlike others, you get to choose the server from top cloud providers like Google Cloud, Amazon, and DigitalOcean. There are no restrictions on the number of websites per server. Try Cloudways using the promo code WPBUILDS and get $20 free hosting credit. And we thank all of our sponsors for their support of the WP Builds podcast. It enables us to put it on each and every week. Just so that you know, we put this out on a Thursday, but we also do two things every Monday. We put out our weekly WordPress news where I sum up the news in about 20 or 30 minutes. It comes out very early in the morning. So you could listen to it on your Monday morning commute and get all the 
WordPress news from the previous week. And then at 2 p.m. in the Facebook group and various other places, we put out a live video where myself and a few special guests talk about the WordPress news for that week. And it's very lighthearted and jolly good fun. So join us for that. And uh, if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live, you'll be able to find out more. Right. What about today's episode? David and I talking about what does it mean to fail? Well, this is an interesting subject, isn't it? Because first of all, what does it what does it literally mean to fail? We have to sort of set the ground rules a little bit. So David and I do exactly that. We talk about what our versions of failure are. Um, we also talk about, you know, is this a financial thing? Is it something to do with, you know, the work that your boss is providing you? Is it more in your control than that? It's just a fabulous discussion um, talking about a subject that we very rarely get into. It's quite introspective. There's quite a few tales from our past about things which went wrong and also things which went right. And at the end of the day, it kind of comes down, I think, to to happiness and freedom and those kind of things. So it's a, a lovely, lovely conversational episode. And I hope you enjoy it. This discussion we're calling failing in business. And Nathan, are we going to add whatever? Because we've talked about this and we, we're kind of quite chilled about it, aren't we now? Yeah, we've had quite a long chat about this and um, failing in business or whatever. So it could be uh, in any walk of life. And uh, yeah, it's going to be broad and probably a little bit cursory. We, <laughs> we don't really touch on anything too deeply. But the way this conversation started, we were thinking about the the topic of how you kind of might cope if things aren't working out so well or if that discussion is ever had, uh, those kind of things. Um, we've never touched a topic like this before. We've never touched a topic where I think it could have quite such an emotional reaction, especially if you've been through this before. So I suppose caveat emptor, we are just talking off the cuff and, uh, you know, describing our thoughts and we're not, we're not, um, we're not claiming to be great successes in any way. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's quite a good one for me in a way, because if <laughs> if I've this is the closest I've come, I would think this year to failing at doing web design. I've got less customers this year. Right. And there's a good chance that I'll end up spending more than I actually earned this year. Hmm. So so, you know, I, I can't quite like the topic, but I'm quite buoyant about the whole thing. What's the maybe give us a bit of context to that? Why why has this particular year been a troublesome, difficult one? Ah, uh, well, well, I've been going for sort of five years with um, the help of a colleague who's been sending most of the work to me. So now the change is that I've got to go after the clients, and uh, I'm getting work in, but you know I've not really put. I haven't prepared for this. I haven't done my own marketing the way I should do. So there's less work coming in. Mm. So, so you, you, you had a pipeline where the money, sorry, the work rather, would be mm. kind of fed toward you and you didn't have to go looking for it in any way. And suddenly that that fire hose dropped off the radar and suddenly you're, you're left having to figure out a new, well, the same business, but a new strategy yeah. for acquiring new business. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, you know, it makes you rethink things when things change like that because... I, I've not prepared, if you like, to do the correct marketing to get new people in. I am now, but in that kind of period, I've fortunately, I kind of knew it was happening and was quite happy to mm. say, okay, we're not going to earn much while I get this sorted out. But otherwise, and it still could be the case, you know, one year down the line, I could say, I'm just not doing this any longer. Mm. I failed. So, 
you just know, it's um, kind of relevant. Just concentrating on that for a minute. What, what uh, you, I mean, you don't have to go into too much detail, I suppose, but what kind of things have you put in place in order to to try and change your business around so that you are now in charge of getting new customers? What kind of things have you been busy with over the last period? Yeah, well, the, the, I've really been thinking again who we're going for and also about how I'm going to approach getting new business in. So we're, we're doing a combination of inbound and outbound marketing. And we should actually, uh, we should have a conversation about this because I think it'll be quite interesting. So maybe I'll stay clear of that. But largely, it's just about coming up with some new ideas about how to get clients in, which is, you know, that's <laughs> a favorite topic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we must do it at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one that just about every podcast need, in the WordPress space needs to have had done at some point. Um, so you've you've had this period where you've recognised that you know the work has dried up and so on. Do you are you the kind of person that does it bother you? You know, thinking about this. Oh my goodness, the you know the the sky is falling in. Panic, panic. The world is ending. Or are you able to? cope with that because of your situation and the way you've you've got your um i don't know savings perhaps or the way you've got your um off online life sorted and the relationships you've got around you and where you're living and all those things yeah absolutely it's all of those things and um i think i'm not typical of most people because of the fact that i've kind of wandered into this and we did at least have enough in terms of saving to know that we'll be okay with the travel that we do and the lower cost of living to be able to manage for some time. So there's always that kind of buffer. And I, do you know what? I don't think I would have been happy to have gone into doing client websites as, as kind of my main income. If I didn't have that, I think Mm. I would be panicking. So I'm sure there are plenty of people who are in a worse situation who are because the money's running out and they've got more responsibilities than I have. So I don't want to sound glib, you know, when I'm talking about this, but yeah, it, I, I'm not worried. I mean, I'm quite buoyant because of, of the industry we're in, because I think there's so many opportunities available mm. for us that I'm not worried about the sort of temporary loss in income. Yeah. Do you do you worry about, you know, there's a whole raft of things that you could worry about. You know, you could worry about the bank balance. You could worry about the fact that you haven't had any new clients. You could worry about all sort, you know, the impact on your family and those kind of things. Do, do any of them stick with you? Are you a worrier or are you able to sort of have a lot of perspective? You said there that you were quite positive and so on. So it sounds sounds to me like maybe you're a little bit of worry, but nothing insurmountable. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think a little bit of worry gets you you know, focused and doing some works, mm. but too much. And then you, you kind of lose the plot a bit. And I, I think I'm happy where I am with that. It's interesting. We've talked about this before and it's worth going over what we were talking about when we're talking about failing, because it's different for all of us, isn't it? Because for me, I don't see failure because, um, I, I don't fear that I'm not going to have enough money to be able to get by. So that's, but I probably will never have enough money to achieve all the dreams I could have. <laughs> mm. So I'm happy. Mm. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And and then also, you know, uh, it's not that the other side of failing, you know, the whole feeling like perhaps you're getting by and you're making enough, but it's not worth it or you're not interested in the business. That's another kind of failure. And I don't feel that either. Yeah. 
Okay. I suppose failure is a is a different thing to different people. You know, if you have aspirations to buy a a private jet and you don't achieve that, maybe maybe you see that as failure. Um, whereas for other people, it might be a little bit more hand to mouth. You know, the the failure comes from the fact that you, this this month you've had to tighten your belt um, so tight that maybe you know food isn't being put on the table in the way that it once was, and you've had to uh, accommodate or or move to somewhere different or change the change your life in some way. It's different. I mean, yeah. I've I, I think I don't know where this came from, and I know this to be true for you as well. I've never really had a a great desire to have an enormous amount of wealth. I've never been pushed by it. Even as a kid, I remember my, uh, friends of mine, you know, that I grew up with from a very early age, saying about what what they wanted when they were older. And very often it was, well, I just want to be rich. And so they would select a job which would do that. And in, in many cases, a lot of them have done it. And I um, don't know what their level of, of um, happiness is, how, how I would ever judge that. But you know that they've done it and it it was something they wanted to strive for whereas for me it was it was a little bit different i've always always had an an impression that for me the mark of a good life is is a happy life and whilst there's no doubt that happiness hasn't always followed me around um i would say that on balance i've i've remained fairly happy most of the time um yeah. and so i think failure for me would be not necessarily all about the money because I, you know, it's I don't have don't have lots of money sloshing about, nothing like that. But failure for me would be the inability to be happy, and and in that sense, I think I've managed to I've managed to be um, happy most of my life. So I'm I'm pleased about that. Yeah, that's it's exactly the same for me, and it's really it comes down to freedom being one of the feeling that I'm doing something that's worthwhile and feeling uh, that I have the freedom to choose what I do that's worthwhile. And I think that's the key thing. And the rest is just the money to sort of make sure that that's always the case. Mm. So, mm. and it's always that way around with me. And I, I, it's interesting in our industry because when you listen to kind of most of the conversations that talk about it or even courses that are, teaching people how to sort of succeed in web design business they are focused around you know monetary figures and so many people are asking how much they should be charging for a website job as well um and i yeah. just think yeah well <laughs> these, i was just gonna say that I, I don't know what what other metric you could hang that on really it's difficult isn't isn't it you know it'd be hard to put a web design course out and um and claim that at the end of the course you'll you'll just be happier um, that would be an extraordinary <laughs> yeah. claim. Whereas, you know, if you follow these instructions, you'll be you'll be richer. Then that that kind of seems to jibe. Um, it's more provable and more straightforward. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I don't know. I think you know, happiness is something that you can easily sell. All freedom as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think you know, a book that influenced me was the Four Hour Work Week. Um, but I, I think most of the stuff that was in there had already started to think about anyway. But his concept of the new rich, which is is the fact that people now can move where they like so their income can be lowered, as it is in my case, um, puts a whole new perspective on it. But he also, you know, when talking about money, he, he thinks it's a kind of an illusion. You know, the idea that we would want to be earning six or seven figures in a year is kind of a nonsense to him because the proper balance comes when you set those against the demands on you mm. and your costs and i think you know 
that yeah. I think that's essential. I'm I'm in I'm in Vietnam as we're recording this, so I'm easily going to do seven figures. Uh, go on, tell us how how does that equate? <laughs> What's what what does that even mean? As, as long as they pay me in the Vietnamese dong. <laughs> and uh, what's the sort of current exchange rate for a dong as opposed to I think, a dollar? I think uh, it's for one pound, it's 30, yeah, 30K. Wow. 30, yeah. So, so there's roughly. lots of zeros on the banknotes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what about failure? Have you have you ever had periods in your, your life where you've kind of really stared this in the face? You know, I, I know that you said more recently that, you know, if you look at the, the, the amount of work flowing through your business, that's definitely taken a hit because of the, the restructuring that's gone on. Have you ever had periods where you've kind of thrown in the towel or got close to throwing in the towel where things just like this is not working out? No, not really. But um, maybe there are moments like this all the time, a little bit when you, you start to do web design for clients. And um, you, you sometimes don't you think I'm sure you do that they what you do is not really understood by the people you do it for. Mm. And there are moments where you think, well, there might be better things to be doing in life. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So that the happiness that comes out of um, the enjoyment that you do, I have to say, I really do enjoy doing what mm. I do and I wandered into it largely because I was hobbying you know just having a nice time yeah. playing around with it and the technology and I still haven't lost that I'm still quite quite addicted to the computer um yeah you know given given the choice you know if there was an empty room with only a computer in it and a television um I would probably migrate over to the computer and start pottering about on the internet than I would watching telly or anything like that so I still I still am really into it and so on that level it makes me happy still yeah do you think many people really because I think so many of us are the same they've kind of developed out of hobbies and they've grown and they've increased our income or or they've gone down at certain points but isn't there always the sense in our kind of community that there's always just something more we can do with the skills that we have? Because oh. they just go, they go beyond, don't they? It's into digital marketing and, and you know, the, the, it's a world of opportunities. And it's also provably the case. You know, there are some people who are fabulously, fabulously, um, what's the word? Well, for want of a better word, let's use the word wealthy. They've, they've managed in the, in the online space to generate a lot of money and we're constantly being sold this aren't we yeah so mm. i think the opportunities without question are there the but i'm i'm sure that most of our listeners can identify with this it, they're few and far between it's not like the world is um bending over backwards to throw massive contracts in your direction or to give you an abundance of work it's it's difficult there's a lot of you know a lot of time when you're staring is staring at the screen thinking where's the next piece of work coming from and if those those sentences get offered too many weeks in a row, then, you know, failure, the business failure, the inability to pay your bills suddenly starts to to rear its ugly head and the stress and the strain that comes with that starts to emerge. Yeah, I'm not sure if we're like traditional businesses. I mean, most of them do the same things. You know, the the seeds of their destruction are already there from the beginning. And we were just talking, I was 
telling you about an, an old program. I don't think it's on in on the BBC any longer called Hotel Inspectors, where some hotel expert would come around and look at a failing business, stay in the place and then give them a list of what they could do to improve it. And of course, it's TV. So it's really hyped up. And these would be dreadful hotels where they just haven't got a clue. The places would be dirty. The service would be poor. And they would kind of turn these round. There would be lots of arguments, of course. And <laughs> I think that's the case with many businesses will become complacent. You know, they've just got used to it. They're just going through the day to day, you know, so in these hotels, they wouldn't see that they're as dirty as a new guest would see it because they've just got used to it over 20, 30 years of doing the same. Mm. And and I think, but I don't think we get this, do you? Uh, that kind of failure, because just because of the nature of what we have to learn all the time, does it attract anybody who can be complacent? Well, that's a good point. I mean, especially when you're starting out, there's this constant, well, let's say battle for want of a better word, of trying to find new work. And then for me, at least at some point, a, a balance, a sort of equilibrium was was reached whereby um, I couldn't, there was very little point in constantly going out and seeking new work. And you know, some of some of my week would be um, servicing the work that I'd already got, if you know what I mean, and running care plans and things like that. But um, if you're beginning in this kind of work, I think a lot of the a lot of the fear is of that failure to get new work, and and so there's expectations of I don't know, staying up late, learning new skills, trying to be the best that you can be. And we've touched on these things in so many episodes in the past. But um, if you can if you can stay in the game for long enough then um, then you can succeed. But um, in terms of kind of planning what businesses mm. do to avoid us, I suppose the only thing that I've ever really done is to try and keep a track of, trying to keep some money in the bank so that, yeah. you know, I, what do they call it? Rainy day or something, having some money <laughs> yes. for a rainy day so that I can weather those moments. And at, at the beginning, that's really hard because it's hand to mouth. Um, but the more I did, the, the more that that, that war chest, if you like, built up. But I've definitely had to dip into it from time to time. And I know that a lot of people in the Facebook groups that we frequent and maybe even some real friends in the real world have have skirted into their finances and, you know, got, got, really, got really worried about um, next month being able to pay the bills and so on. And I, I, I don't know what you can do to stop that happening I mean, yeah. people talk about hustle, don't they? Just go out and, you know, knock on doors and post things through businesses' doors. Um, yeah. I don't really have a, a solid answer for that other than making sure that the work you do is really good and you, you make people uh, happy and get good referrals and try to try to keep your business buoyant in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we have a, a shared friend who would consider that they kind of failed at it. They decided to pack it in after giving it everything. But um, they had the same problem, really. They were going from quite a well-paid job and they, they had a very short period of time to make it generate a certain amount of income. Mm. And they just decided, I'll just go back to my job because it's just so much easier because they had such such a time frame to do that that it was not, you know, possible. And I think that that's that's very different from how I came into it. I came into it not expecting much. Well, that's a really interesting point. And I suppose that that 
speaks to the the sort of cutting your cloth mentality you know if you're starting out I suppose you have to do a little bit of research and sometimes I feel that the the figures that are mentioned especially for freelancing you know if you're working yeah. as a JavaScript developer or something and you're in-house and you're working for a large agency then I guess those numbers stack up you, you ought to be expected to uh, earn X within a year but if you're a freelancer I think it's a really different a different ball game and I think you've got to, what's the word that I just used? Cut your cloth, that's it. You have to yeah. cut your cloth and realize that, you know, there'll be times when there's probably too much work and there'll be times when there's less work. And about it's all about kind of managing that, managing your client expectations, maybe putting some work off and being honest about that and saying, look, I'm too busy right now, but I will come back to you in a month because my roster is empty then. So managing the amount that you can try at the same time, but also, you know, squirreling some money away so that in the periods where there, there is a downturn or you haven't managed to secure some new work, but you feel that some is just around the corner, that you've got some left in the bank. Yeah. Have you had a panic? I think you had a small panic. Yeah, we had panics, but um, peculiarly, it wasn't actually to do with my business. It was just sort mm. of to do with the sort of family finances and the fact that um, other members of the family, their their work was going to dry up. And... Mm. Um, and then just through a bizarre set of coincidences, that didn't happen. But it, it, it felt like it was going to happen. And I can't remember the length of time, but it, it felt, oh, let me cast my mind back. Maybe it was a month or more where the sky did feel like it was falling in a bit. And I was kind of doubling down. And at that point, I was in kind of crisis management, you know, trying to work out, okay, what can I do? What extra things can I do? Can I... Can I work more hours in the day? Is there a is there some um, cash that I'm leaving on the table? Can I reach out to those other people? I, so I started to formulate all these things that I could begin doing. And in my case, as luck would have it, that problem just evaporated through no um, through no endeavour of my own. It just disappeared yeah. because the work came back for um, for somebody in my family, and and it was all okay. Yeah. But it wasn't you know, a nice feeling. It was a, it was a very unpleasant feeling because the wool had been completely yeah. taken out. It, it really wasn't. The announcement was utterly unexpected, and suddenly a lot of our um, a lot of our finances were were called into question. And I wouldn't like to go through that too many times again. Um, but it speaks to what you said earlier about you know everything will be all right. Well, I don't. I don't like to claim that that's always the case. Of course, it's not, and I'm sure there's many, many people listening to this who can yeah. who can absolutely attest to the fact <clears throat> that that statement is nonsense, and it isn't <clears throat> always all right. And sometimes you've, you know, you you do hit rock bottom. But in my case, um, it proved to be okay in the end. Yeah, I think you know everybody's got different philosophies on this, and in some ways, the it'll be okay is a protection because I think one thing that can kind of kill your business is trying too hard. Mm. So you know, if you if you're really desperate for the work and you have to try and con convince people to come with you, that people are going to smell the fear on you. Oh yeah, I've 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 definitely um, had moments where I have, especially earlier on when I've submitted proposals and I've, and I've caught myself writing the kind of 
desperate email that goes with the proposal. You know, mm-hmm. too many expressions of, if there's anything I can do for you, um, you know, of course I'm here all the time. Um, you know, and even sort of bordering into, you know, although this although this quote might seem expensive, think about the value that you're getting, blah, blah, blah. And then thinking, oh, dear, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it sounds a bit of of desperation this and yeah but also not just that trying too hard literally burning the midnight oil doing too (laughs) much work um sometimes because i've made mistakes and i have to fix them sometimes because i just want to learn a new skill um i'm sure we can all identify with working too hard because we um because we we haven't got enough enough going through but i suppose it's about working smarter not harder isn't it you know finding finding the thing that you're good at, finding the area of your business where the profit really lies and, and honing in on that. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, it would be hell on earth if I really felt there was the money pressure on because I just, you know, there are just easier ways, I think, than doing what we do to make a living, you know. Mm. So, I mean, you know, there is one other sort of traditional way where uh, businesses go under and that's just not managing their finances well you know they just have a cash flow issue which can sink them overnight that they're not even aware of I, but I, yeah I, I literally have no experience of this just because it's always been freelance you know so it's just me so yeah i have got to i've got to service the the financial needs of my family and i can directly impact that you know i can we can modify the kind of food that we get or the type of holiday that we aspire to or the amount of trips that we take out we can do that and that directly affects what what the income needs to be but you know if you had a had a business and you had to honor salaries at a certain rate that that would be yeah that would keep me awake at night i think yeah, absolutely. I think I saw somebody made a comment once and I just thought, wow, they live in such a different world to me because I think they were essentially a freelancer. Maybe they employed people to do jobs, but they, they said they just hadn't been keep. They obviously did a lot more, had a lot more clients than I would ever have. And they, they said they just weren't chasing people up. They were owed so much money. It was <laughs> They oh. were kind of owed more money than I was earning. So, you know, and you just wow. think, well, yeah. You, I suppose even as a freelancer, it is possible to just delve into the work so hard. Yeah. You know, it it is you... the most boring thing on earth, I think, though. For me personally, at least anyway, looking at the money, I, I, I got very disinterested in... Um, anything apart from the most casual glance at my bank account you know i don't i don't kind of do a do a great deal but one of the things that's changed this slightly for me is this new sort of advent of um online banks and when i say online i mean app-based banks i don't know if they're uh, the same in all parts of the world but in the uk we've got this new swathe of banks and it presents things in all sorts of ingenious ways on the phone so I don't have to I don't have to really log in. My fingerprint does that, and so on and so forth. And that's got me interested in it a bit more. And they have these ways that you can sort of squirrel away a little bit of money over here. And so I've started being a bit more careful about thinking. Okay, next year I'm probably going to need this much in tax, rather than just um, rather than just save a, a little bit when it, you know, panic stations, it's coming to the end of the financial year. Okay. I really need a big block of cash to pay to the tax man. Now I'm because of the capabilities in the app, I'm sort of, okay, a hundred quid here, a hundred quid there. And, and it's just wonderful. So I'm, I'm sort of getting into all that all of a sudden, but cash flow, I think is horrible. Um, I've got friends, nothing to do with the internet who have come 
dangerously close to going yeah. out of business, you know, real bricks and mortar businesses, and they are absolutely in the black by any stretch, but people are yeah. just not paying their invoices on time. And so they've nearly had to foreclose because other people couldn't honour their commitments. And oof, I've been very lucky with my clients in that regard. Most of them pay very, very quickly. Yeah, I, I certainly know of that. And it's in my family, those issues as well. So, mm. yeah. Do you, th- do you think then we are a high risk business? I mean, I, I was in catering in my youth mm. um, and uh, that was a high food and drink is was at that time, at least uh, one of the highest risk businesses. About one in four businesses succeeded. So yeah, do you think- you're, you're trendy or you're not trendy, aren't you, if you're a restaurant? You, you suddenly yeah. you're the you're the talk of the town, and then oh no, we don't go there anymore. I think yeah, yeah I, I, no, I, I don't think so. I think it's um one thing I one thing I think about it is the older I get, the more it feels like um the the future is is the children's future, if you know what I mean. And of course, that's obvious anyway. But um, yeah. I think the latest developments, I I can't keep up with that kind of stuff. So I do feel that you know if if a when I was a child, there was no such thing as a a course that you could go on at university to learn an aspect of the internet. There was basically some fairly rudimentary computer science courses, and I was not interested in computer science. I did not want to do that. But now you can go and get a degree in all sorts of aspects of the online world, and in and in three short years, because you've been able to concentrate on it and you're taught by some experts you've probably eclipsed the likes of me in your knowledge. And so mm. I suppose that I feel is 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 the risk, is that it's evolved so quickly that you can get out of touch. And and obviously, you know, um, children, I, I shouldn't use the word children here, young adults or young people probably um, are able to, to do things that I can't do because I've got commitments, things like mortgages and uh, yeah. children to think about. So I probably yes. have to charge more. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's where my anxiety in that area lies. I don't think it's particularly high risk, but I think there are there are risks and, and the, the next generation present them to the older generation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the, I mean, this is one of the dangers of, of specialism, isn't it? And if you've got a specialism, say you were Adobe Flash programmer, and that's what your business was based around. You know, overnight your business can just go. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good um, point. and we don't have that because we keep fairly generalist. So you know, uh, in addition to being able to build a website, we have some other skills. Yeah. Although that being said, you and I do, you know, being being generous. But there are a lot of people who do, you know, very specific things. You know, they might grow grow their expertise on a on a particular thing, which suddenly loses favour. And, yes. uh, and there's a lot of people who simply have to, you know, retrain all the time. And um, I'm in a constant, very mild state of training, whereas, you know, I think there's a lot of people who have to really throw the bath baby out with the bathwater when when something changes, especially when they suddenly lose their job and there's no job for, I don't know, a React developer within 100 miles. So I'm going to have to learn something else to get a job. Yeah working for this particular agency because that's all that's being advertised at the moment. Actually, yeah. React was a bad example because there's probably loads of jobs for that. 
<laughs> There's, um, I mean, one other thing you can do, of course, if you're not getting the business in and it looks like it's failing, the other option is to just kind of tighten your belt. Is that in your life? Is that an option at all? Because oh, you've got kids. Yeah. With- Without a doubt, we can always tighten our belt. You know, there's there's all sorts of things that we could stop doing. You know, going out, buying certain things, stopping. You know, you can adapt the way that you shop at the supermarket and so on. We, I've definitely yeah. had to do this from time to time. You know, without a question, had to do this. Um, I'll come on to a broader point in a moment about. Yeah, more of a philosophical point but first of all i'll reflect that question back at you what about you have you had to do that but yeah i think that's, that's exactly why i'm doing what i do now is because of tightening of my belt i ran up when i was employed and probably when i was earning the most i ran up the most debts interesting yeah and it was and it was that realization when the debts was getting a bit too much that i, I it made me reanalyze how i kind of live my life and what was important to me and what I could lose that mm. didn't actually make me happy and it was a, a ton of wasted money and then when I got married to somebody who's even better at that kind of stuff really evaluating what needs to be bought and not you know it's made all the difference to me and it's just still incredible today how much we can kind of reduce our cost down I, I feel it's like something that people don't look into without losing the quality of life yeah um well obviously you've made a decision to kind of like leave the um this part of the world and you spend a lot of your time in india and thailand and vietnam and Mm. so on and i i do i do sometimes look around and wonder what 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 my aspirations are you know so as an example we um we have a i don't as i've said before many times i don't really watch television but we have a television but mm. by any standard our television is a a pretty meager affair you know it's several years mm. old it's the screen is not all that great there's a few scratches on it and you know you just walk mm. in and you wouldn't sort of go oh nice telly you you probably wouldn't even notice it and then the other day I went to a, a local shop, which is called, in the UK, we have this shop called um, Curry's. Curry's sell all manner of electrical <laughs> things, but they have, they have this battery of tellies against this wall. And I was staring at them. And I don't know if you've seen the, the latest generation of tellies. They're enormous. I mean, they are <laughs> like six feet wide. And so made the mistake of taking my kids in there. And my kids were like, well... Ah, oh, look at that. Look what what we really want this. And and it really it suddenly dawned on me, I don't want any of that. I'm just not interested. Yeah. My my telly's perfectly adequate. I'm all right with my telly and and my kids are gonna have to be all right with it. And you know, when they're older, if they can stretch to that, they can do it. So I, I do, I do yeah. agree with you. I think there's so many things that we get caught up in, and this is not meant to be sound preachy in any way. This is just me espousing what I've decided. Um, <laughs> that I've cut my cloth and I'm I'm not too worried about those material things. Not 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 a lot, so long as the car goes forwards and backwards. I don't really care what it looks like, so long as the the telly displays a picture. Don't really care what size and shape or what model it is. And you know, you you if you'd met me in the real world, you'd realise that I don't really have too much of a care for what I wear or the way I look, particularly. <laughs> um, so yes, I think we've we've come to expect an awful lot in in our part of the world and i think it would be apropos for me at least 
to uh, to sometimes stare at that and evaluate what do I really need to make me happy because I said yeah. as I said before I think um, my success is a is a measure of my happiness. Yeah, absolutely. I I do think you know. I mean, it was very interesting. Even before we moved out, we saved a, a lot more money just because, as an example, you know, my wife would just think, well, we we buy all this sort of veg from the supermarket. We can go to, and she would just find places where there would be the price that she would expect. So kind of other green grocers so that were better. You know, mm. there were some ethnic shops we went to get certain types of veg in that we wouldn't try. We actually, you know, things actually were improved, even though we were kind of reducing our budget down. We needed to save some money to be able to go traveling. So, mm. but, it, you know, that, that philosophy still stuck with us. And it's e- even interesting, even in Vietnam, where, you know, the cost of living is much cheaper if you're from the West. You know, we met up with somebody who, who um, lives here most of the time. And we took them to the place that we found as a restaurant. And he was really bowled over by how inexpensive and good it was <laughs> you know we have a knack now once you get into that habit of finding yeah and you re- you can reduce your cost down you know it's interesting this this the, this topic when we started it it felt like the pendulum was swinging very much in the sort of negative you know all sorts of uh, catastrophic situations we were describing and so on and it feels like um with the pendulum is beginning to swing towards the positive because it, certainly from my point of view I do enjoy the conversation of cutting your cloth and not trying to expect too much out of life and you know from an environmental point of view I'm sure that everybody can appreciate that the that the model which we have in this part of the world where I live if, if everybody across the globe was to consume the the resources that people in my country do well good grief mm. we wouldn't you know, we'd be really struggling. Um, so the pendulum's swinging. So in order to push the pendulum firmly in the positive direction, let's um, let's concentrate for the last few minutes on <laughs> just positive stuff, only nice things. Yeah, let's do that. So um, I think yeah, we we jotted a few of these down, didn't we? Mm. And and um, the first one is, and I think this has now become my philosophy in life. I think it's just been older, but you know, now I realise that we just will, whatever happens, we'll survive. Death is very unlikely. No one's going to die as a result of our businesses failing. Because mm. even if we are on state benefits, the worst thing that we can imagine happening, we can still use our time as web people really effectively yeah yeah interesting um mm. should we go from one to the other i'll i'll do one that i um i like one of the positives i think about um the the work that we do is there's no boss i like that i like um i like the fact that i can get up and uh do my work in a dressing gown and wear nothing on my feet and so on and so forth i do like that and my success or failure is a measure of my own uh, resourcefulness. I like that. Yeah. Shall I go for It's a cliche, this one, I'm afraid. But, mm. you know, we kind of have to fail a bit, don't we? Else we'll never have any real successes. Well, I'm going to tell myself that. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. <laughs> no, I, think, I think that's true. You can't, you, can't judge, um, you can't judge whether you like something unless you've had something that you don't like. That's true. Yeah, if you haven't... Well, even if you've never experienced success... You probably won't feel it in the same. Sorry, um, if you've never experienced the the lack of success or failure, you probably won't feel the success in quite the same way that if you've been through adversity. Maybe maybe that's a good way of describing it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just the, the way to get to success, isn't it? I mean, if you're failing to get business in because it's something to do with the way that you communicate with the clients, you know, it's it's great feedback for future success because mm. you you know it's only if you persist in doing the same thing, yeah, <laughs> that it's you know you're not going to get any further. Yeah, another thing which kind of ties into that is a, a positive out of a negative is that the the if you spy failure whatever that means on the horizon it will often lead you to to do something new and to strive harder and to achieve new things and go in an unexpected direction and i think that can be good um you know you might you might end up trying something you would never have done if you'd been coasting and end up finding out that oh i really enjoy doing that i mean you may not you might discover that all the things that you that you uh, that you try are, are horrible but nevertheless it does push you into new directions i think that can be good yeah, and I think it's still just, I guess I've mentioned this one really, we're just not bound into one thing at all, are we? One niche, one type of client, one approach. We can just ex- take our essential skills and we can, as I see lots of people do, they will set up a, a, an entirely separate business to reach a different niche or client. Yeah, yeah. Um Again, a very mundane thing about this kind of work is one of the things that I really like about it is... um that you can pick your own hours. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know what time it is where you are, but we started these calls uh, just at seven o'clock this morning, my time, and it just so happened yeah. that I was awake. So off we go. Very good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we'll be we'll be finished them long before you know long before the the working day has has, has ended, and I can move on and do different things. So yeah. So I'm thinking we probably can't fail in our business, really, can we? Because even if we have to go back to a job, which some people have to do, you can still keep this business running as a sideline and come back to it another time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, definitely some people are going to fail at this business. And I I hope that, you know, if you enjoy this business and you are are having a nice time doing it and it's something you set your heart on, I, I hope that that's not you. But um, it's been nice chatting around the subject, what it means to us, what makes us happy, what we what we believe to be ultimately the good reasons to be in this business. And uh, yeah, very nice yeah. chat indeed. Shall we end it there? I think so. Well, there you go. I do hope you enjoyed that. I very much enjoy chatting to David about these kind of open-ended subjects. And uh, in this case, talking about failure, it's uh, something new for both of us to talk about. And so it was very enlightening. And I hope you I hope you got something out of it. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health related illness. WP and Up supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events and training, as well as counselling. Please help enable WP and Up by visiting wpandop.org forward slash give. OK, I hope that you'll come back next Thursday and join us for another podcast episode. Perhaps if you can't make that, you could join us on Monday when we'll be reading out the WordPress news for the previous week. And also on Monday, having our live version in the Facebook group. And you can find that at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. We'd love to have you around. We'd love to see you in the Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. That's all I've got. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now.